0: We are back for another deep dive. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to talk about a plethora of players. We're going to go over everybody that's currently, or that ended the season, I should say, on the injured list and talk about their deep dive for the seasons that they had, if they played a lot, if they didn't play a lot, and the future outlook for each of them going forward with the organization. So we're going to talk about that today on Locked on Tigers. You are locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, we've got a little bit of a different show today. Uh, it might be shorter than usual. It might be longer than usual. I don't know. I can't tell in my prep. I couldn't tell whether this was going to be a lot of super long conversations or a lot of really short conversations, but it's going to be a lot of conversations. We can get, we can, we can cut to that. Um, I just want to go over. It, it's, we're not going to have, like, if I was to do a deep dive of Casey Mize's 2022. Okay. He pitched 10 innings that they're there. Uh, that's, that's not going to fill. Even I cannot drag that out to half an hour. Right? So, I think a good way to kind of do this is I'm going to go through everybody that ended the season on the IL and talk about where they currently stand with the team and do their deep dives that way. Even if it's not, again, we have 10 innings of Casey Mize. I'm not sure we're going to get too much of like a deep analytical dive, but just – Opinion of where he stands in the organization going forward, et cetera. Turnbull obviously did not pitch an inning this year. No stats or anything for a deep dive, but can talk about him. Uh, the players that we're going to avoid, I think the only one that I want to avoid on here is probably... Ooh, there might be a couple, I guess. Willie Castro, we certainly don't need to do today because he can get more of a look have a have more of a conversation about um Matt Manning will probably give more of a conversation about Joe Jimenez technically ended the season hurt I, I think he can probably get his own so like the the dudes that got put on the IL you know in in mid late September just to like end the season those guys maybe we won't have as much of a deep conversation about but the, the the dudes that missed the majority of the year the Austin Meadows is the I will even talk about Tarek Skubal today I don't know if I have enough to do a full season a full episode breakdown of just him alone so we'll talk about him Kyle Funkhauser Alex Fiedo, Spencer Turnbull etc so let's start with I guess we'll just start with Casey Mize I think that's probably the easiest thing to do because he was the first big injury that we had this season and he was kind of one of the first big blows to this year in a year that had a, a plethora, right? We we had a ton of just right hooks to the jaw and Casey Mize getting hurt was one of the first, probably the first um, Tommy John surgery. And he had it, I think in like June, like he, he, they waited because Remember, they sent him to Toledo and then he got rocked and then they sent him to Lakeland and he was like throwing and, and they were trying to they they really prolonged it. They dragged it out as long as they could. I think they were trying to find any other possible scenario and, and, and possible outcome that didn't lead to Casey Mize getting Tommy John, but he did. And because they waited until you know June, whatever, and I'm not saying that's a Mize thing. That might be an organization thing. That might have been both of them, whatever. It's not a who's at fault type of thing. But objectively, he's he didn't pitch really at all this season, and he's likely going to miss all of next season. Um, I you know there's some some optimists out there, and I tip my cap to you that say maybe he can come back at the end of this season. We were told that about Turnbull, too, and his timetable was pretty much the same as last year to this year, and he didn't pitch at all this year. So uh, I I don't expect him to pitch next season. I think the earliest we see Mize back is opening day of 2024. That's a long ways away. That's kind of sad to say out loud. Um, And he's going to be almost 27 years old. His birthday's in May, I believe. So he's 25 now. He'll miss all of his age 26 season next year. Uh, a dude that we took number 1 overall obviously in 20 what was that 17? 17 18 17 um, yeah it, it sucks the, like I said I'm not going to have a deep dive of his uh, as far as you know what he did on the mound or anything cuz we didn't really see him on the mound he pitched 10 innings um, the biggest thing to take out of this for me and the biggest conversation to have is what happens to him going forward. Uh, like I said, this is a dude that it was 2018, by the way, wasn't it? It wasn't 2017; it was 2018. Yeah, 2018, and then 19 was Green, and then 20 was Torque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because 2019, last game of the season, Pablo Sandoval, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's very demoralizing. Knowing that, you know, saying all that out loud and knowing that it's going to be until he's pretty much 27 years old until he pitches again. And when he does come back, he will be a 27 year old that has 188 innings under his belt at the major league level. And that's really it. He had 2021 20, was 150 innings. They had a pretty clear innings limit that they put on him in the season, and they didn't let him throw too much in August, remember that, or July, and then September, I think he was, and then Scuba was August, but, you know, they switched him off, and had a huge innings limit on him. Um, And look, the biggest thing then, like his career K per nine at the major league level is seven, which is very low for a guy, not only for a, a top end of a rotation arm, but especially, you know, again, a dude who you took number one overall in the draft, um, that's pretty low, and then even going back to his minor league numbers, his strikeout per nine in Double A in 2019, in 78 innings was 8.6, and in 2019 in 30 innings in High Single A it was 8.8. Like, he, I mean, he really only has the one like full season of of minor league ball, and then the weird 2020 year. But like, so far, just as a pro period, he he hasn't really been a huge strikeout guy. And if the splitter becomes an elite ground ball pitch, then you don't necessarily need him to be, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 K per nine dude, but seven is low. Like objectively, that's just, that's just a low number. So I, I think that that is the biggest thing when he comes back that I will be looking for is, can you get a, not only can you get more strikeouts, but again, like I sound like a broken record because I feel like I say this with pretty much everybody on this staff except maybe Scooble. You need a swing and miss pitch. This this splitter was hyped up to be like the, the greatest thing on the face of the planet, and it just – I mean, at one point, he just stopped throwing it at, at the major league level. Like for, for months, he just didn't throw the splitter, right? So it hasn't been that effective of a pitch since getting the call up at least – I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of question marks still around him. And and the fact that he's losing, you know, his age 25 and 26 seasons, which are so important to development, especially when it's, you know, a year after your rookie season, it's just, it, it really, you, you got to feel for him. It, that really sucks. um, And so, yeah, looking forward, I, I think those are the biggest things that I'm looking for with him is a, you know, get healthy and get in the right mindset. Obviously that's the thing. Number one, first and foremost, but, when you're looking at building this rotation for the for the future, like I I don't I I don't want to write him off. I certainly don't, and I I still think that he can absolutely be not only something but but can be effective and can reach that one one potential. Because again, he's only pitched one year in the majors. Who are we to point and say that you know this is over? But. How much are you going to pencil in for your rotation of the future if you were to sit down today? how much weight are you gonna put into a twenty seven year old that has one year of major league baseball under his belt and it it wasn't a bad season per se he had a three seven one e r a was pretty good at getting weak contact but that was, you know, the focal point of his, of his pitching style in his one season under his belt. I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks now when it comes to Casey Mize. And that's certainly somebody that everybody's going to have their eyes on going forward. So uh, wish him nothing but the best. Hopefully he can get back to uh, just healthy period. And we'll worry about the development once that happens, but um, definitely one of the most, you know, one, one overall, one of the higher, Uh, One of the more talked about and bigger names in this organization at the moment. Okay, let's get into everybody else that I want to cover. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting, up-to-the-minute scores, and every. For, rather, every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MMA, MLB, boxing, and golf. Head to the betonline.net website or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Second segment of Locked on Tigers So we talked about Casey Mize in the first one. Definitely a big question mark going forward. Let's jump to a lot of pitchers, obviously, as we know. A lot of injured pitchers this season. We used a lot of different starters. Spencer Turnbull is the next guy. I don't want to spend too terribly much time again because we didn't see anything on the mound from him. He was hurt the entire season. But I love Spencer Turnbull. And this is somebody that I hung my hat on as like this dude – has some of the best stuff in this organization and y'all better realize it like at a very, like very early on, like when he was leading the American league in losses in 2019, I was like, no, y'all don't understand. This dude is him. I don't care. Like I, I have ever since he was in the minors, just, just watching the movement on his pitches. I love the the run that his fastballs have. I, I really, I was so demoralized when he got hurt. I was I was so upset because I was so excited for what he could have done this season. Um, and well, the second half of last season as well. I mean, we saw it, right? We, he threw a no hitter. We saw the pinnacle. We saw when everything is going right, he can no hit a pretty solid lineup. That was a Mariners team that that barely missed the postseason. Right, missed out in like the last weekend of the season, we got eliminated from postseason contention. So, um. I I I just huge fan, and I really do think that he still has a lot to offer this organization. I'm really excited. I hope that he's penciled in as like a starter going into opening day. I know there's some questions about that. Just again, how much weight can you put into a dude that hasn't pitched in a year and a half by the time opening day rolls around, right? So I, I definitely agree with the stance of, hey, sign starting pitchers, get some starting pitching depth because Lord knows we've needed it the last two years. Uh, I don't know how why that would change this year. Starting pitchers get hurt. It's like their thing. So definitely don't just blindly go, oh, okay, we'll just roll with what we have. turn will be fine. Like get depth. But uh, I, I really hope that at least give me going into spring training, he has a chance to – re himself as a whatever it is three four five starter in this rotation because I, I i think he could have been so good last year it was all clicking right before the injury and I, I hope that he just picks up where he left off but great movement on his pitches uh has some command issues at times for sure like a lot of, we talk a lot about uh, i mean a lot of players in this organization mostly the bullpen but um he he definitely has his moments where he just loses command and will walk a ton of people and, and whatnot, but he's a competitor. He's a dog on the mound and he has incredible stuff. Like I, I seriously, I would put him up there with anybody in this organization for just like nastiness of stuff when it comes to starting pitchers top to bottom. So really excited about what he can do going forward. Um I, I don't have too much of an opinion on like where to pencil him in, in the future. Like, we need to see what he does in 2023. If he's the same dude and just picks up where he left off, boom, you have a middle of a rotation arm going forward, in my opinion, and and that solidifies it, and that's awesome. But it's hard for me to really go too much out on a limb there without having seen him pitch, just as we all haven't in a year and a half. Alex Fiedo, another starting pitcher, end of the season, uh, early. We saw great things from Fiedo. And I, I still have, I still think there's a lot of bullpen potential in there. I think there's a lot of uh, potential for him to, to end up long term coming out of the pen, but I don't think that's a bad thing at all for starters. That has like a really negative connotation to a lot of people, and I, I don't subscribe to that train of thought. I think that like every team needs that. We've seen teams crumble at having a poor bullpen in this city. So, yeah, I, I think that there's still a little bit, bit of potential for that there just because he, he needs to develop a third pitch, like a consistent, really solid third pitch, uh, whether it's the changeup or whatever. Um, if he wants to solidify himself as a starter long-term, I'm not sure how long he can last with the majority just fastball slider stuff, but the slider looked great this year. Uh, he had some starts where he was a swing-and-miss machine, which is great. That's the goal for starters. Uh, I I was very, very impressed with him this season. And I think next year, uh, well, I think he's going to be on the major league roster in some capacity, Uh, whether that is, you know, maybe in the bullpen to start off the season. And then maybe he's like the new Tyler Alexander. Maybe Tyler Alexander is let go. And Alex Faito is the New guy, you know, maybe not long term. He was still a, at one point a pretty highly regarded prospect. Maybe you want to see what you can do with him, but, but he, uh, I, I think that maybe that's the role for him immediately, um, looking at 2023 and saying, you know what, this is a dude that can go out of the bullpen, give us really valuable innings out of the pen. And then if a starter goes down, he's the next man up and is the new spot starter and takes their position in the rotation. I, I think that he might be really effective in that role. Um, I'm really excited about what he can bring in 2023. Looking past that, who knows, man? I didn't even expect him to be a really super effective starter in 2022. I was kind of just going into the season. I was like, yeah, he's coming off Tommy John. He was already kind of slipping a little bit as far as like people's perspective, perspective, perception of him before the injury even I think Alex Fito is probably a reliever going forward, and then this season he was a he was a really effective starter, you know, relatively speaking. So, um, I I will I'm not going to count the dude out because he he's already proved me wrong once, but we'll see. I'm really fascinated with his career arc and and what he's going to do going forward. Um, Kyle Funkhauser, a dude that we thought was only going to miss a little time. And then we got moved to the 60 day and we realized he's going to miss a lot of time. And then we looked around and went, okay, he's just gone for the whole season. Um, funk, you know, I, I think he will, I think he will be here. I-, I think he will be here in the spring and I think he will be a dude that, uh, we look at, and And will probably have an opportunity to regain a prominent role in the bullpen, but the bullpen was really good this year. really good. And again, some of those dudes will filter out. It, it's not like a hundred percent of the bullpen's gonna return next season, but so I think there is a spot for him. Um, but another dude that will not have pitched in over a year and is just gonna slot back into the bullpen and pick up where he left off, like maybe. That's the thing, and maybe I sound like a broken record, but like any of these dudes could pick up where they left off, and any of these dudes could look around and not be the same. And it uh, it's impossible to predict. Uh, like I'm sorry, it takes a much better man than me. It's impossible. No one knows because no one's seen them work out or pitch since the last time they were in the majors. So who knows? Um, and it could. Like what I'm trying to say is not all of these dudes will be the same and some of them will be the same if not better and it's impossible to predict like i said and so i don't want to just give the same answer for everybody when it comes to like talking about their injury but in the same breath like it, it's a it's a wild card and we're not going to get 100% of it right and and we can't presume that everyone's just going to come back and be the same but we also shouldn't presume that you know nobody's going to be the same either it's it's just it's it's really not possible to predict. That's all. So when it comes to funk, um, you know, if he pitches like he did, he's got a spot in this bullpen. If he pitches like he did, especially in the first half of 2021. If he pitches like that again, he's obviously got a spot and he will get an opportunity to. Uh, but he had some inconsistencies before last season. Like we're really just banking a lot off of like three quarters of twenty twenty one. Even at the end, he kind of I don't know whether it was fatigue or what, but even at the end of 2021, he, he kind of slipped up there toward the end of the season. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, you're banking a lot on on one year so far. But like I said, that that was a good pitcher. So if he turns into that, then there you go. And long term, uh, I mean, he'll he'll never be like the setup man or the closer for this team. But if he keeps pitching like he did, again, he will always have a role as like a really solid, maybe even high leverage middle reliever. So. We'll see what happens with him. Um who else? I guess let's get to let's get to Tarek. Let's do that. We'll do that right after this. What is up, everybody? Third and final segment here of Locked On Tigers. So uh Tarek Skubal out for obviously the entire second half of 2022. His injury could lead you to believe that at the end of 2023 he could be back it will not be a first half of the year thing certainly um and people always point to like oh matt boyd had this and he pitched at the very end of this season well he pitched at the very end of the season um first off like very end like september very end Uh, and second off, not all people are the same. Not all injuries are the exact same. You can't just kind of do the cookie cutter, especially when it comes to throwing arm injuries like that. They're, they, they, they differ, you know, sometimes by weeks, sometimes by months, and, uh, it's not going to differ earlier. So who knows? I'm not going to come on here and be the, Oh, he's definitely pitching in the second half of 2022. But, uh, I'm also not going to say there's no chance of that either, obviously. So, We'll see what happens with him. The big thing with Tarek going forward, it, we we saw brilliance, right? We saw flashes of of dominance this season, um, especially the first like two months of the year. He was an ace. He looked like he was going to be our all star. He he was a bona fide ace. He was a baller, and. Then it, you know, slowed down a little bit, and then the injury happened and whatnot. Maybe those are correlated, maybe they're not. But uh he has swing and miss stuff. He has a nasty fastball. He has a great curveball. Uh, When his command is on, he is dang near unhittable. He is the man. There is some, there was some speculation about, like, do you trade Tarek Skubal, right? You remember that whole thing we talked about during the season? Right before he got hurt, there was that whole narrative of, uh, you know, trading Scooble and whatnot. I don't know. I I didn't really, unless you want to go into a second rebuild, I didn't really agree with it at the time. And now I think that ship has maybe even sailed just because of the injury. I mean, that's a pretty prominent and, and significant injury to the throwing shoulder. Uh, so I I I don't think that that is really on the table, at least for the immediate future. He would have to come back and probably have a full season under his belt of like solid pitching for that to re pop its ugly head up and be like, Hey, maybe we trade Tarek. Um, So we'll, we'll see when it it comes to that, but that's definitely not an immediate problem because it's not happening while he's hurt. And it's not going to happen in only him pitching like two months next season either. Like this is at least a year down the road is when this conversation is going to come back up probably longer, maybe even a year and a half or even two years. So that's not even like a right around the corner type of conversation. So we'll just kind of gloss over it, but it's something to keep in the back of your head just because of a lot of it is going to determine on how good this team is too. If this team is still sucks, then like, yeah, as he gets closer and closer to his six years of service before he can become a free agent, that conversation is going to become more and more prominent. So uh, that that's something down the road. Definitely not a right now thing, but something down the road. Um, immediately again, like just hope that he, he can get healthy. With him, I'm the most confident, and this is obvious, but the most confidence I have in any of these pitchers or any of these players really we've talked about so far to be a prominent figure when they come back is Tarek Skubal because he is so young, uh, because he has bounced back from a different injury, but an arm injury before, um, and, and been good and regained velocity and everything. Uh, and uh, the biggest thing honestly is just, he could get swings and misses, (laughs) which uh, again, I talk about over and over and over again, but my goodness, he's like the only dude in this entire rotation this year out of the 20 people that started games for the tigers this year. Like one of them was able to consistently get swings and misses like every game. And Tarek Skubal was really the only one. So he's got nasty stuff. He's, he's a dog. He's a gamer. I I definitely think not only that that he will be back and be a prominent figure, but I think that if, if you want to like get really nitpicky and argue like, oh, is he the ace of a – like does he have the ceiling still of an ace of a World Series winning team or is it more like a really solid number two? That's a conversation that can be had for sure. But I think for the most part – Top end of the rotation guy, at least. And, and that is somebody that we will have back and, and he will be fine. I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. Jake Rogers, somebody that missed all of the season. Um, uh, somebody that, again, we talk about dudes that, oh, when it first happened, oh, he'll be back at the end of next season. And that never did. And that's why I can't come on here and be like, oh yeah, that, you know, Tommy John in the middle of the season, he'll be back in September. Like that's not always how it works. Jake Rogers, isn't even a pitcher. And yet. He, he missed all of this season. So we t- I talked about the catcher position and Eric Haas and Jake Rogers in yesterday's Eric Haas breakdown at the end of, of the show. So if you want to go listen to like my full breakdown of, of catcher and whatnot, but the the r- quick rundown is I'm still not 100% confident that you can just roll in to next season with Jake Rogers and Eric Haas at catcher and just be like, yep, this will work. This is going to be great. I think that it would probably be in the best interest, just for the mere like safety valve purposes, nonetheless, actual like talent level or hitting or whatnot, to bring in another catcher of some magnitude. Uh, but there are certainly a, there, there's a large crowd out there that thinks it's you know Jake Rogers and Eric Haas and that's all it should be and that's all we need. So I uh, that'll be a, that position as a whole will definitely be something to keep an eye out for this offseason, and And Jake Rogers is one of the biggest reasons why, you know, he, he was hitting pretty well before the injury, which is why it sucked. Cause he really wasn't hitting well before last season. And then at the beginning of last year, like hitting really well. And, and we had all this like, Oh my goodness. He figured it out. Like he made adjustments and whatnot. And now, we just look at it and we go, okay, like that was a pretty small sample size in hindsight, like let's see if he can do it over a full season and who knows how much playing time he's going to get and whatnot. I don't know. There, there's a lot of questions. You need to be able to throw the ball and be a threat so it's it's a matter of whether the elbow's healed, all that kind of stuff. He's not going to have face Major League live in-game pitching in over a year and a half. A lot of question marks for sure, but he will certainly – he's also like 27, 28 years old already. Like he he, he will certainly have – an opportunity in spring to win a a catcher job without a doubt. So we'll see what happens in that regard. Um, Ronnie Garcia. uh, I, I don't think he's a lock to necessarily make it through the off season as a Detroit tiger, but we'll see showed some actually, Signs of life when he went into like being a one inning reliever. I was we talked about on the show. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh my goodness. Ronnie Garcia, actually, that was a pretty good slide. That was a pretty decent fastball. Um, and then unfortunately got hurt again. Hurt again toward the end of the year. So uh I, I don't know. He might be a casualty of the offseason. I'm not sure how high of a priority he is. Uh, but you know, for someone who was a Rule 5 pick and really struggled as a starter in the COVID season and and then missed all of 2021 due to an injury and then came back this year and actually showed some signs of life, good for him. And if he doesn't make it through uh, the 40-man roster shakedown that will happen this season, uh, he will certainly find a like minor league free agent job somewhere. I, I'm pretty confident in that because he he's still pretty young. He's still only in his mid-20s. Austin Meadows, Uh, I think this is maybe the last one we'll do. I want to do a full one on Matt Manning or at least a half of a full one on Matt Manning. Maybe we'll do like a Brisky and Manning, like both of them in the same episode and just do like cut it in half. Yeah, so let's do Austin Meadows and then be done. So um, Austin Meadows, obviously... Did not play very often in 2022. Um, At the beginning of the season, he was hitting pretty well for average, but he never had any power ever. He didn't hit a single homer at the major league level. Did he, he hit like one in Toledo and I remember everybody freaked out, but just no power. And and it wasn't like he was getting Comerica and like the expected slugging was super high. Like, no, he just like didn't have any power. It was all singles. It, It was all singles. And, like guys, in the first month of the season, his batting average was pretty high. And, and, you know, you, you were like, okay, well, I, I guess that's fine ish. Uh, but this is a dude that has like 20, 30 home run, like power in Tampa and then came here and just, and just couldn't hit for power. And, you know, he, he talked about and made public his mental health journey and, and his uh, mental health struggles that. He went through this season, and obviously I'm a big advocate for that, as you all know, ending my show the same way I do every day. And um, I wish him nothing but the best and, and hoping that he can find uh, some – get the help he needs and and, and find that mindset again uh, that made him such – not only, I mean, baseball aside, but but just get back to to being the human being that you want to be. So obviously wish him nothing but the best there. But even besides that, there was – you know, the Achilles thing. And it came from like wearing weird shoes. And then like he had, he had vertigo and like had COVID. I I mean, like it it was just one thing after another, after another, this dude could not catch a break, feel really bad for him. So I think we give him the off season. Hopefully he can get everything healthy. Hopefully that, that, like I said, he can get the help he needs. He can be in a, in a good, healthy mindset again uh be be happy playing baseball again be happy as a person again and we can just roll in and put this like catastrophic season which is kind of what I want to do with everybody <laughs> just put this just train wreck of a season that was 2021 behind us going with fresh eyes and uh and try and make something happen in in 2023 so did I just say 2021 I meant 2022 you get what I'm saying so austin meadows where he stands on the team going forward um I mean he's a starting corner outfielder. That that's all there is to it. That's like solidified. He he will be. That that's a that's a guarantee. Likelihood that that's happening like a 9. Like it he's he's going to be penciled in as being a everyday starter at the corner outfield position for this team assuming health. That that's what he is. He still has years of control left. Like this is uh this is a dude that the reason that so many people were so excited about the trade including myself and I still am. Oh, Isak Paredes had like 2 weeks where he hit like a home run every day this year. And he had like a 280 on-base percentage and the slugging percentage outside of that 2 week stretch is like not really that great. What it led let our team at homers. I know. Like we were terrible. We could have used any of the offense we could get. Yeah, 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 very true. But like let let's be honest with ourselves. Um Still, really like the trade. And so, the biggest thing I, I think with him going forward is getting the power back. That's just really what we need. We need somebody on this team that can consistently hit home runs. And hopefully, that can be him. Uh, just, I, I mean, if he can become the hitter he was in his all star year in Tampa, like we're in for a treat. And he still has years of control left. Like I said, that's that's what I was had an ADHD moment there, but that, that's what I was getting at. When were you talking about the trade? Like, yes, Peretti's had a lot of years of control, but that's why they they picked Austin Meadows because he has years of control left as well too. I think, um, years of control left where he's going to be your, your corner outfielder. So, uh, really, really excited for Austin Meadows next year. I, I think that it can be a really cool bounce back season. Um, and yeah, obviously, like I said, wish him nothing but the best. Everybody else, I think I'm going to put in some capacity to have a little bit of a longer conversation. Bo Brisky, I want to talk about a little bit longer than just like a quick rundown here. Uh, Joe Jimenez deserves his own breakdown that he pitched almost all of the year. Uh, Willie Castro and Kerry Carpenter, I think we can talk about a little bit more than a rundown. Matt Manning, we'll talk about. Um, yeah, I think that's everybody. So... Thank you for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Not bad timing-wise. Yeah, not bad. Um, I think that's all I got. Just want to get all those players, like, out of the way at once. Uh, Again, just because, like, I wasn't going to be able to fill a full show with any of them individually. So I felt like it was easier to just go through and, and talk about who I expect because you know at some point in the winter, they have to take everybody off the IL and you have to have nobody on the injured list. Who is your 40-man roster? And then after that's solidified, then you can put dudes back on it. Um, so I just want to go- give a quick rundown of who I expect to be on this 40-man still and, and, and who I don't. So um, I think that's all I got. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I will catch you all on Monday. Go Tigers, baby.